Hello, supple folks, and welcome back to the Supple Boys Radio Hour. Now that you've gotten to know the boys, it's time to dive deeper and learn what makes them tick. How do they make so many shows? Why does Griffin have a top knot now? Is creating a podcast the act of channeling God himself? You'll find the answers to these questions and many more in this second installment of the weekly show where the two titular supple boys discuss everything from pop culture news to the secret of ultimate human fulfillment. The answer to which is, of course, podcasting. This episode, we'll be talking about the dawn of the Amazing Friends Network, staying creative during trying times, and our favorite lines from Revenge of the Sith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy, because it's time once again to chill with your favorite supple boys. Ethan and Griffin, Ethan and Griffin, Ethan and Griffin, it's a supple boys rap. Ethan and Griffin, Ethan and Griffin, Ethan and Griffin, it's a supple boys rap. Ethan and Griffin, supple boys bow to fuck it up. Supple folks get lit. Pour some liquor in my supple cup. Download that shit, like and subscribe. You can sit on this dick, but bitch don't kill my vibe. Hey everybody, and welcome to the second ever the second annual episode of <laughs> the supple boys podcast oh my god we're back we managed to put out a weekly show two weeks in a row <laughs> holy shit uh no we do two, that every week but not just with the two of us shows in a row yeah two different ones we've now a third one on the way we've now begun the process of doing three shows a week uh we're mm-hmm. doing well let me introduce us real quick i'm one supple boy i am ethan the other one is griffin hey griffin hey ethan uh listen we make podcasts and we're writers mm-hmm. and uh right now we're doing three shows a week and it's exhausting but it's a lot of fun we're doing stegman and his amazing friends with ryan stegman we're doing advocates book club with donnie cates and his wife megan hutchison uh and uh yeah those those oh and then this of course supple boys and uh it's it's mm-hmm. a lot of it's a lot of work but it's fun um and of course i love like hanging out with the i boys. would say working we're working on like really i think 3.25 shows when you think about it because every once in a while we're like spider-man rewind <laughs> and uh you know what long live spider-man rewind that show is top tier absolutely I and totally i love agree. it and i miss it i totally agree uh and w- and we you know we will get shit out for that feed as much as we can whenever we can um but right now we're focusing on on these core endeavors within what uh, within what we're, we're calling our new podcast network um mm. I, I think so we've we've officially settled on the amazing friends network right um yep and uh amazing friends is already just tagged linked to so many of our things yeah it feels like it's the only yeah and it feels very (laughs) apt it feels fitting because it it it, uh it refers to you know ryan stegman's comic book creator friends but now it also refers to us we're also the amazing friends on that show and then it also refers to the amazing friends out in the audience so feels feels good that's true 
Um, That's crazy that we are amazing friends of Ryan Stegman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also the people <laughs> that specifically listen to this show are also dubbed the mm-hmm. supple folks, I believe. Supple folks, yeah. yes. Uh, yes. So if you are a supple folk, thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, I'm yeah. glad you're checking in with us. Uh, Griffin, what's up this week, man? How you doing? Oh, so bad. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> been working really, really hard. And uh, this is the show where we don't I'm, pretend everything's okay. <laughs> this is well, like we said, this show is meant to be when we can chat. Yep. And uh, and listen, yep. I got to talk to my friend here yeah. about how bad my week was. Yeah. I guess I can't complain. At least I'm employed. I'm earning an income. Yeah, we're employed. We're in good health, uh, and that's 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 more than a lot of people can say. So that's good. Yes, but <laughs> that said, I'm also working. Yep. Thankful I'm working, but I am working very hard. Mm-hmm. We haven't said on and... the show yet that we're both cashiering. We are both cashiers at grocery yeah. stores, and it's yes. it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And on top of that, I have another little side gig, and then and then everything with the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a lot, and I haven't been taking care of myself, mm-hmm. and. I get to the point where, like, I start, I I know I've hit exhaustion mm-hmm. when I, like, begin to, like, literally twitch. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, my whole body yeah. just, like, can't sort of control itself. Yeah. And let me tell you, had not one but, like, two nights of that this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's awful. Yeah. I'm not eating. I'm not sleeping. But yeah. what I am doing is thinking a lot about... All of our shit going on right now. Yes. Um, not to pat ourselves on the back. This yeah. whole episode is really us just jerking ourselves off. Yeah. Um, but that's hey. I think it's fair to. We got cool shit going on. We're excited. It's <laughs> uh, the whole point. And you know we're you not. You know we're, we're poor. This is the so I feel charting like, of a creative thing. I feel like if you're poor, you can you can brag about your accomplishments. You know, but if you're rich, that's when people start to go, okay. <laughs> oh. And you've got connections. Yeah. Uh, so, but what I am thinking a lot about, regardless, like, whenever it's dead in the store, I'm just sitting there thinking about what are we doing? Yeah. What are we writing? Yeah. And, and all of our awesome podcast stuff. Absolutely. And that fucking gets me through it. Me too. And no, I 100%. love it. And I can't wait for when that's all I have to do. Often I just keep, like, this sounds fucking weird, but often I just keep like whatever the latest thing that we worked on like is up on my on in a tab on my phone, and so I'll just kind of mm-hmm. like look at it and look at the social media as well and at work just to kind of feel like okay, this my world is not this mm-hmm. fucking grocery store because it just really yes. takes you over, yes. um, and uh, <laughs> especially with the fucking interactions that I've had, which we were recently sharing with yeah. each other, and they get real like, brutal. Um, yeah, it's. Because it's not just, and here's, I guess, a little bit, ah, fuck, we said we weren't going to talk about this shit. But, listen, cashiering sometimes, especially, like, during busy times of the year, like, Mm -hmm. can fucking be like that just generally. You're just there all day interacting with so many people, and you're just, you know, you're just a fucking cashier for so many hours of the day. And you're just a, you know, you're you're basically a tool for other people. It can really fucking just... Oh, yeah. sandbag you yeah. be in there all day every day mm. like you just said it really feels like your whole world yeah 
and I've been trying um, to be grateful for it as well because yeah. I like recently had a lot, a lot of food, like a line of food service jobs, and those are like mm-hmm. just so demeaning. And I don't find my mm-hmm. job demeaning usually. It's just, uh, it is just like draining and and uh, monotonous and what and and so when you got your side mm-hmm. stuff going on, that's that's all creative work and it's just splashes of like genuine enjoyment yeah. like i genuinely love what we're doing um yeah that like that when you kind of return to the world of like monkey work you know like it's like yeah. uh you, yeah you kind of it's like you, you switch your brain off and just kind of open a channel of like what else is going on in your life while you're just moving your arms i feel um exactly no yeah. exactly and and so all this to to more or less say i guess I'm super excited about all this stuff. Yeah. I really want to do this for the rest of my life. Me too. Me too, <laughs> That's man. It. Absolutely. And this is in, let this be a fucking journal, little diary of us just being like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. 100%. I'm 1,000% committed to what we're doing. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm so thrilled that we have the opportunities that we have. I And yeah, like I'm also not doing great, but it's like I, I'm doing better than – than I would have expected. I'm doing better than a lot of other people, so I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But I do have just this re- this low-level anxiety that keeps building and building and building. Like, I was telling Griffin the other day that, like, because like, I have an anxiety problem generally. Like, I have panic attacks quite a bit and stuff. But, like, there's this, like, new anxiety that's happened recently where it's, like, I just noticed that I'm really pissy. And then, like, and then, mm-hmm. like, over the course of being pissy, I noticed that my chest and shoulders are locking up. And then, like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. why am I so angry and sad? And then, like, and then I just flip out. Like, I just have a fucking panic attack. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah. so it's just been this new bubbling thing that I'm dealing with, uh, just from everything being so out of whack. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but depending on who you ask, just... everything's back to normal this week. Uh, I know <laughs> the general energy of being in a grocery store aka just the social the public hub (laughs) right now um at least where i live and i think where you live as well Mm -hmm. like it is it's so many people are there because it's the only place open and so it is like the energy going in and out of that place is you kind of experience everything that everybody is feeling about this all day yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. Right. Like it, you get, especially if you're, an, em- especially if you're an empathetic person, which I think we're empathetic people exactly. and you're just soaking no, it all I, in. Yeah. 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 And so you go from this person who's like, you can kind of feel like they're soft spoken and they got all the protection going and everything. Like I feel their mindset. I, I, I feel like I've, I, I share in that a little bit at mm-hmm. least. And and then you get other people that are like, "This isn't even real," I know, and you're like, "Oh my god, yeah. okay." And of All course, right. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to fucking talk about this. I'm sorry, everybody. It's hard no. not to, though. No. Of course, no. Yeah. So I mean, obviously things are things are crazy and wacky, and I, but I mean, I think there's some progress, hopefully, and 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 it is like kind of what we're what we're trying to get around to. Of course, is is that you know despite all of this, we're really excited about the things that we're working on, the things that we're doing creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and it seems and like the people that are listening to the stuff are really excited about it too. I mean, like we have our recurring audience yeah. members that are like, "Fuck yeah!" Every time we announce something, and it's that's really exciting. Uh, and it's crazy how mm-hmm. legit the thing we're doing is starting to get too. Like we, we're like getting sponsors and shit this week, and that's crazy because that kind of means we're starting a business. Like this network is starting to become a yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, this is the first steps. Yeah. And uh, and then I'll it's t- particularly go, go crazy for for us, I think, because you know, like we said last episode, we've been podcasting for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> And that's never happened. I know. I <laughs> We've know. been doing it for so long. I know. And it's just what it's wild. Yeah. It's wild because so much of my world has been podcasting, and now it really feels like we have a fucking big podcast. I know. I know. It's crazy. And I and I think you know Donnie's show is starting this coming Monday, uh, and I think that show is going to be really big. Uh, like I I it's think gonna it's going to be really big. Sure. Um and. Uh, I, that's crazy and exciting because the fact that you know donnie like wanted us to work on it with him was really cool like it feels like mm-hmm. uh it just feels like like things have happened so organically and so things just kind of mm-hmm. keep building which also plays into being anxious a little bit because it's just a lot there's like a lot happening um mm-hmm. but on top of all that our writing stuff i think is just like getting to a level of of uh like Wow. like wow like because like like the last few yeah. the last few things we've been talking about like i like uh, conceptually i'm really really excited and uh i think that we've, mm-hmm. we've got really cool stuff in the oven and i think it's been developing that way because we've been uh on the segment's show like developing stuff and just being around them and breathing in the fumes of their creativity yep i think is is, is doing us so much good um and yeah. maturing we... us at kind of a rapid rate yeah i think um we had something very very similar that was probably the most recent thing between just you and me and in our own endeavors because we haven't really had the time to talk to really sit down and talk since we've taken a couple of minutes to toss some ideas at each other really basic concepts but that's it but the last time you and i had like a super like fuck yeah creative session was actually uh planning out all the lore for spider-man rewind because <laughs> <laughs> we had this whole lore session literally and it's all still happening at, like it's like during the yeah. recording during yeah. the recording we were like okay so wait what is happening here and then we were like well this is and then we we're like okay but how did how did we get here? And then we went back, developed a whole goddamn thing. Yeah. And now, well, that's, you're going to hear it eventually. Yeah. Cause we're like, well, we're just going to, that's going to be the story <laughs> that's playing out. Across Cause like, we episodes. can't help but do that. Like that's why rewind like quickly yeah. developed a narrative and then quickly like mm-hmm. got really involved in that narrative. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and like, and now like you guys don't even fucking know. There's like some really <laughs> narrative heavy shit, which is so stupid and crazy. Cause it's just a, like a comic talking wait. podcast, but like, uh, that's also really dope too. Cause yeah, while we were working that out, it was a feeling of like, Whoa, like we just like broke story. Like that was wild. Cause like we like, yeah. we figured it out and like had scenarios and concepts that we were like excited about, but it also like made sense and like fit together. And it was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, a- yeah, it was, and it was a real, like you, like you said, we broke sort of like, it was, uh, it really felt like our minds really meeting creatively. Yeah. And you can feel that when you watch Ryan and Donnie. Yeah. And like, that's how I know one that I think we, we are on the right track at least to to being able to do this stuff and to maybe even have people like our stuff yeah um because that connection that i see between them i see between us yeah i think other people see between us as well if only one of us Um, could draw obviously 
That would be fucking <laughs> awesome. Let me tell you, if one of us was super, super good at drawing as well, mm-hmm. we would be unstoppable. I know. We would have comics done already. Nah. Nah, nah probably not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I totally agree. And like, it's it's been cool to kind of realize uh, that I don't really want to um get too deep into a writing process on because we come up with separate stuff and and then kind of meet each other about Mm -hmm. it and it's been cool to realize that i don't really want to get too deep into the writing process without having one of those sessions with you and breaking everything because that's where the best stuff comes from like and and it's -hmm. really cool to like have a partner that you know that that's gonna go well with like so i'm very grateful to have you as my partner because like like we just talked the other day about a thing a concept that i came up with that i'm really excited about but i'm like mostly excited to hash it all out with you um Mm -hmm. and uh and that's really 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 cool and it's really like important i think because i think a lot of writers like are solo um and they and the the feeling of trying to come up with something from scratch and build it from the ground floor by yourself like in your office or in your fucking den or whatever is awful Mm -hmm. it's it's terrible like it can be good Mm -hmm. but like you're gonna hit a point where you're just like fuck like i'm trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat uh, and i never put the rabbit in the hat um and 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 whatever but i think like even if you are just like you know you're not like part of like a creative team necessarily like like orion and donnie or whatever where you can just work on everything together if you're just on your own i think it's really important to find somebody in your life that you can just bounce everything off of even if they're not necessarily uh coming up with a lot back because if you trust Mm -hmm. somebody in in the way that you like respect their opinion like like just talking to them or talking at them about a concept Mm -hmm. i think it like is the best way to develop something uh and it's and it's incredibly beneficial donnie actually talked to us a little bit about that while we were at c2v2 um Mm -hmm. and uh i just like that sounds so simple but that's been a huge revelation to me it's just because like i'm i can be i can be a little bit like hot-headed about my writing i feel like in the sense that like i i want to i want to pump something out and then put it in front of you and just be like bam but that's not mm-hmm. often the best way to do it um you got to break no. it all down and put it all on a fucking whiteboard and uh yeah 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 yeah. like i said i was saying this uh actually on the live stream tonight and maybe you folks will hear it in this week's stegman and his amazing friends Mm. it's gonna be out the audio version will be here soon what's it sound like Mm, haven't started editing it yet watch a really (laughs) funny messy video of it on (laughs) the youtube channel donnie has so Uh, many fucking microphone problems headphones microphones it's great Awesome. Um, what I was saying on the show tonight was that my most recent sort of like realization, and I'm I'm sure this is probably like you know yeah no shit <laughs> to to a lot of uh, folks, especially those that have been writing for uh, longer than I have. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, like kind of along the lines that you're saying right here. You can't just have the store like i don't know how many times that has ever happened to anyone i think it's super rare to just have the whole thing in all of its awesomeness like ready at the start and i think because you don't get anything like down 
on paper yeah. or you know you don't type anything out um, until you have that and you're never going to have that right. and so you just don't end up making anything I think anything, the biggest the biggest geniuses sucks. in the world are trying to catch that lightning in a bottle where they just where they could just sit exactly. down and have something like I, I, don't, I don't that for almost no one that happens yeah you're, that was a good way to put that you're so right yeah and so and I already I already know that when it comes to getting somewhere on on a story or like certain beats and everything like it always works i think when it's more of a tweaking process instead of a a whole like creation at once and so get something down get a generic thing it's fine if the first thing of it is is plain or whatever just get something down and then go back to each piece and say how how can we make this more interesting what is the most interesting way to go about this and go from there yeah. and build it from there instead of thinking we have to have the coolest thing right at the start or else fuck it. Right. I think it's it works better. I mean, going like looking at and Ryan and Donnie's bad kids thing that we've been working on or, you know, title pending uh, like like that that concept is really, really like simple. Uh, like it's not like mm-hmm. a groundbreaking concept. But what they're doing well, is... I mean, how many times have we mentioned Breakfast Club already? Like, right. You know, it's not like it's a... Not yeah. Breakfast Club is, you know, still more or less, I think, inspired by Breakfast Club. Most concepts aren't going to be groundbreaking, but they've taken a good concept and they're both, you know, taking all of their kind of creative might and just hammering it into something uh, it, mm-hmm. through really deep, like, creative sessions uh, for a long period of time. And then when it comes out, exactly. it's going to be the best fucking thing because, uh, like... And, exactly. Yeah. Because they're putting so much, and like we've seen it, yeah. we've seen it happen literally down to the character. Yeah, right. Like yeah. coming in, the character is going to be this end of the episode. Shit, it's something totally different, mm-hmm. but it fucking works. It's so much better than the first idea. And they're so <laughs> open to pitching things and changing things as well. Mm-hmm. Like just even to the last second, like Ryan will just be like, "This design isn't it. This isn't it. I'll, I, I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to the board." Um, and I think that's a good, like they are just fuck like we are so lucky like the, like because like they are they are yeah. so they are such like perfect r- creative role models i feel um and uh oh, yeah. and a, and you know a joy to work for most of the time <laughs> <laughs> i yeah because and it's particularly crazy for us because you say like uh like creative mentors and everything like that and the thing is, like, they were definitely <laughs> creative mentors to us even before we worked for them. I know. Uh, and, like, you know, because obviously, especially with uh, with Ryan, I've just been following Ryan Stegman's art and his more or less his storytelling and everything yeah. just forever. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, Donny Cates, like, legitimately was my favorite Marvel writer. Exactly. Yeah. And so what the fuck when we got this i was just like this doesn't make any sense this is literally like the most perfect <laughs> incredible thing how the fuck did this happen i don't know <laughs> uh and now we're here and all i can all i'm always thinking about along with how awesome all of our stuff is and how excited i am and all the new ideas we're having i'm also constantly thinking man really hope i don't fuck this up <laughs> uh, well and i see i was like really anxious about that for the first while but i i feel like we mm-hmm. really got into a groove with these guys where like like it feels like we're just like like a lot of the time it just feels like we're just like buds you know what i mean and that's kind of crazy yeah. like particularly when we were uh recording the advocates book club episode 
which is crazy because Megan was there and we've, we've hardly spoken to her before. Like we talked to her a little bit at C2E too, but, but particularly that was like, Whoa, like we're just kind of talking with these guys and just having a good time. And like, and I kind of felt that with that last book club that we did on Stegman as well, which was over the dark Knight golden child. It was just like, God, I just yeah. love talking comics with these guys. Cause it's just like having the coolest yeah. friend group uh and, and yeah. yeah and also because they're all super smart right so it's gotten it's gotten more comfortable <laughs> i feel i feel like i'm freaking out less about oh god oh god <laughs> like it all rides on mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. yeah no you're right you're right you're 100 percent right hey yeah no we got a lot of awesome stuff going on yeah. and i'm super excited about it and i'm so happy to have some folks following us and I really hope one day, like we just like we keep promising this thing to some 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 of these people, and they keep following us. And I really, really want to give them something one day. I, I so, super excited for that. Like, yeah, there's people like 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 of course like Gemma and, and fucking Nane Wooten mm-hmm. is like like rising in the Fuck ranks yeah, of Nigel. just being like our our Fuck yeah, Nigel. fucking fan. It's crazy. He's so awesome. Uh, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> And just those guys, yeah, like, I would love nothing more than to make the coolest fucking comic book and then put it in front of them and being like, and be like, this is the payoff for you following all of our shit for so long. Yeah. Like, and I know that no, they totally. just are enjoying what we're doing now, and that's, like, dope. Mm-hmm. But, like, we could do better. Like, we can, we can fucking yeah. make a project that has so much work put into it uh, that it just is, like, that we feel like giving it to somebody will be incredibly satisfying. <laughs> like doing weekly yeah. podcasts can often like a lot of the time, like, you know, you have to kind of be like good enough and kind of push it out. But I, I like, I feel like if we can make something like, yeah, no, this is dope. And I like, you guys are going to enjoy it. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I was going to say, most of all this stuff for us is more or less really like done, done on the fly. Yeah. And it's crazy how many things that we've made just sort of like, in in like a, a flurry of like all right let's just get this let's make this yeah. real, real quick yeah. or whatever uh because that's really all we can do because we you know we live on opposite sides of the world pretty much and we very much have separate lives but when we come together we're just like okay real quick let's make this thing and then we leave yeah and then that and then people really love that thing and we're like well fuck we barely did, know. we barely did anything for that and so no exactly what you're saying where it's like okay but wait like the big project yeah yeah a really yeah. cool one it's gonna come one day yeah absolutely and like guys like take a map and like put some dots on connect them griffin and ryan are in michigan donnie is in texas <laughs> and i am in alaska <laughs> like that's crazy because yeah. we coordinate and- so much shit every week uh mm-hmm. and like and a all lot of, over the phone all over skype right all digital right 100 percent. yeah except that's for when hard. we met up in c2e2 <laughs> that was like the big like personal person in-person connection and that was incredible and i think that like strengthened like the the whole skype thing like it felt like less no, totally. like tenuous it felt like okay no like this is the this is the squad um which yeah. is really cool i was really Pretty excited to go like, to more cons too but we'll see when that happens ah uh, man soon yeah and by soon i mean i have no fucking idea but i would love to do it again <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um but uh yeah and taking four people with more or less completely different schedules yeah and saying make something together holy shit you know what's a crazy it's thought incredible that the show has been booth. pulled off as many times as it has yeah what'd you say you know what's a crazy thought is having an amazing friends booth at a con uh, amazing friends network booth at a con that would be so cool 
we'll uh, we should do it like having the artwork it. for the three shows up there that'd be so fucking oh, cool. so good so good if supple boys is up there i will shit myself i know i know well i mean I, it would have to be yeah um yeah we can get some we can get some merch mm-hmm. Ooh, some merch merch is coming soon folks i am very excited about some some merch and i don't want to say merch is in like yeah fucking buy our merch but it's just like i have some ideas for shirts just generally I think would be cool shirts. And not the funny even, thing not is, even we're not even like... concerned about the money of it. I don't feel we just love people. No, I really, shirt. I really want people to see these shirts and be like, oh yeah, cool shirt. Yeah, like, I want to wear like that. I remember shirt. when a guy, a guy bought it. a rewind sweatshirt, and I was, I shit myself. Like somebody's just wearing that. Like that feels like this cool <laughs> friendship connection with somebody that I don't know, uh, in a different part mm-hmm. of the world, and that's the coolest feeling ever. Totally, totally, and. I've I've thought a, a lot about that stuff. And here we go. All right, classic. It's a show that opens and closes with lo-fi beats. We're going to get hashtag deep on the show. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is uh, my whole connection to material stuff and, you know, money mm-hmm. and my whole, my whole relationship to money, especially right now with so much talk about it and everything. Obviously talking about the unemployment rate we're talking about just the general importance of it especially in this election having people like bernie sanders in there and stuff brings up a whole a whole debate about wealth in our in our country and yeah. everything like that and i'm sitting here like man i what am i working for because there are of course there are days where i'm like fuck this <laughs> i hate this i don't want to do it um because i would rather be doing this all day every day yeah uh of course and i sit there and i think well i'm doing it for rent i'm doing it for food yeah and shit that's like that's more or less <laughs> more or less yeah, it yeah, right yeah. now i mean life has been stripped to its bare essentials anyway regardless because of all the restrictions and everything but i don't know i don't know man like you just said we're not doing it for the money we're doing it for people to just enjoy our stuff yeah and for us to talk about this stuff and to like what you like. Yeah, right. And have people maybe like your stuff. And that's so fucking awesome. That's it so makes me feel awesome. good. We should do an episode where we talk about a movie or something and don't get so fucking dour. <laughs> this is a strange... All right, let's talk... How about this? How about this? Or do you have something? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I love the supple folks. I love, I love you, Griffin. And I love what we're doing. And I think it's all awesome. Me too, man uh like it's it's crazy it's it's we're very blessed to have so much cool shit going on in a in a dark time uh and uh, and i I hope that we can hand a lot of that back right back to the people that are making it so cool which are the supple folks god that is so poignant and perfect thanks ethan i think it's a perfect point to move on to something else let's do it um real quick before we get into the last part of the show the supple suggestions uh you said let's talk about a movie or something Mm -hmm. just now and today well not today but you know the day that is today and the fact that i have not gone to sleep (laughs) um today is the 40th anniversary of the empire strikes back oh fuck yeah and just a couple days ago was the fucking 15th anniversary of revenge of the sith fuck yeah um that movie's really good both of those movies are i agree really good. i agree i was gonna put out real a tweet. quick i because i was gonna put out a tweet on the revenge of the sith day that was like 
oh my god this movie was so long ago and that's crazy because i like remember very vividly being in the theater for it uh and it <laughs> goes i go back and forth about it and the last jedi being my favorite star wars movie and then I was just like, nah, I don't need people adding me about that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, whatever. But also, I, this is Supple Boys, and I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Of course. About. Um, I want to know what your favorite scene in either of those movies are uh, and why you think that's your favorite scene and why it works for you so much. Oh, fuck. Well. Which I know we're talking, we're. A couple of white dudes talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Fuck yeah. On their podcast. No, we love Star Wars, though. Just real quick. Just real quick, because I love Star Wars, and it's a cool week for Star Wars fans, I think. My uh, my favorite scene in Revenge of the Sith is actually bit. the opening scene, uh, like, of, of them going to rescue Ooh. Palpatine. Because, like, obviously, like, the later stuff in the movie, like, the, the fucking Order 66 and everything is, like, where the movie hits its dramatic high and everything. But I love the opening of, of Revenge of the Sith so much because I feel like you know with all the with all the points that i don't love in the prequels and everything uh like the opening of revenge of the sith is like exactly what i want the prequels to be is like with with Mm obi-wan and anakin like having a great rapport all of a sudden and like and like Mm -hmm. they're very funny together um and just how fun that little rescue is and how fucking incredible it Mm -hmm. looks as well because attack of the clones looks like really bad a lot of the time and like revenge of the sith all of a sudden that first scene looks fucking immaculate it looks so good um and -hmm. it's just so fucking fun and uh so uh just i really like hayden christensen in that opening too like i find him very charming (laughs) um hell yeah dude uh i was just thinking last night about that line when he's he's when obi-wan is like uh, talking about R2-D2 not being fast enough or whatever. And Anakin's like, no loose wire jokes. And then he goes, I didn't say anything. And he goes, he's trying. And he goes, I didn't say anything. <laughs> and I, say and I think that he's trying is so like to. funny and like adorable. Um, and it's, and so like that, like opening of Revenge of the Sith is a real happy place for me as far as like, it's such a good different feeling than the rest of Star Wars. And that's what I like really like mm-hmm. about the prequels. So there's that. Uh, do you want to talk about that movie Damn. first before I do Empire? Um, yeah, I think I would say, dude, the moments leading up to Anakin's decision to go to go help Palpatine, mm-hmm. uh, him standing in the temple oh, fuck. Oh. with <laughs> with with Padme across the way in their apartment, yeah, and John Williams' score is "Go Off, King." Yeah, go off, King. <laughs> holy shit that scene is so fucking just haunting and incredible talk exactly talk about um hayden christensen's performance yeah. i love i love him in that I, scene me too. because so often people are like hayden christensen's bad but also we it's been said before we really have no idea how he is because you know there's the script yeah, and there's right. the direction yeah. and the visual effects element to it all so uh, but in that scene, I just feel I feel he doesn't have to say anything, yeah. and he he gets to just physically express this whole complex thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then reflecting that just in Padme's just absolute s- just sorrow. Yeah. Even though she's completely unaware of the decision Anakin's making, I don't think that is you know I don't think there's some sort of force connection going on there yeah. necessarily if we're going to talk about lore right, i think right. it's just a perfect sort of uh paralleling of those two moments yeah and that visual um, of across the way like a cross coruscant and it's so mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. and cold 
and like it's mm-hmm. active but it looks empty and so it's this sad mm-hmm. cold landscape between mm-hmm. them that's so mm-hmm. fucking huge so it's just this massive mm-hmm. divide between them it's so good with that fucking score and you fucking genius you Don think Williams. about fuck yeah and you think about that um sort of imagery of anakin standing alone in the jedi council literally like everybody fucked off (laughs) to deal with the fucking war part of it that anakin is left completely alone and you know vulnerable because of course he's a he's a very emotional dude yeah and of course palpatine knows that and that's why he's so (laughs) you know he gets him yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's because palpatine totally exploits that um and and so it's a perfect way to capture not only the the sort of struggle of anakin but also palpatine's whole fucking plan yeah dude all by himself empty jedi council get him the fuck out of here i just need this i need this dude alone for five minutes right. and he's mine right brilliant absolutely and brilliant. I, i'm a big i'm a hayden christensen stan i feel like i like like you know yeah. like like yeah of course there's so much to talk about with like the directing and the writing and whatever but like and like you know some of the performance is pretty rough in attack of the clones particularly i feel but like that's i like i think there's so many things going into that and in three particularly i just i really like him i think he has a great look for anakin uh, i think mm-hmm. like i love i love like even is this sounds so funny but like his hair and his costume in that movie i really really like um no i'm all about it. yeah 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 and and uh all of that that transfers over to like the clone wars series and everything like i really like prequel anakin get the fuck out of my face about it i love it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) fuck yeah yeah uh and just like his fucking confidence in three is so good like just the like this is where the fun begins and shit like that's so good yeah um pause what is your favorite anakin prequel anakin line oh that's tough (laughs) These are big questions. We'll talk about your favorite Empire scene while I think about it. All right. Well, I have mine already, and it's 100% I am a slow learner, which is not a great line, uh-huh. but that moment in Attack of the Clones when Kantuk is like, oh, shit. Oh, Anakin Skywalker. It looks like you fucking, maybe maybe you fucked off, all right? Yeah. And he's like, well, I am a slow learner, Kantuku. And then he dicks on this dude for just a second right, with right, two right. lightsabers. <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> fucking dope and then there's that there's that great moment where the lights go out and they're spinning the lightsabers around <laughs> and there's something there's something kind of robotic about it yeah. especially in the yeah, way that it, these these close-ups on their face are yeah and their facial expressions but i fucking love it Me I, too. Just, I just love the whole the whole direction of it yeah um okay that's, a, that's a good pick i like that one uh <laughs> well, fuck these are both actually struggles for me uh fucking love the prequels we love the prequels here on self boys um yep i don't know i listen i don't know if i could pick like a favorite anakin like i'd have to think about it some more but i just what came to mind was i loved that fucking line um of when he when padme tells him that she's pregnant and he has that like really troubled reaction and then he says that's wonderful with his (laughs) smile like because that like it's not even the line it's it's like his performance in that scene i think is really like i would hand that to anybody that just says that he's bad or whatever because that scene is like really good and uh they have so much more chemistry in three than i think they do in two and that his like faces in that scene when he's just like he's just like oh fuck like he just like takes in the magnitude of what she just (laughs) said and then he's and then but then like that smile of like he's reassuring her and i kind of think himself and he's like no that's that's Mm -hmm. wonderful um and uh, i just think that that's beautiful and really well done i like that uh and then did you have an empire scene already 
Uh, no, but I just wanted to say another thing I love about Revenge of the Sith is, uh... <laughs> Not for saving your skin the tenth time, ninth time. That business on Kaden Moidia doesn't. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that Clone Wars like fucking went and did that. Uh, Oof, scenario. so good. That's really cool. They're so good okay, together uh, in that movie. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I really hope that those rumors about him popping up in the Obi Wan series are true. Not to oh, date the show dude, too much, no. but I would, I would lose it. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big advocate for Qui Gon Jinn. I need oh some Liam yeah. in there. Yeah, but and he's come back for Clone Wars. So if we're talking like, if we're if we're taking everything into consideration outside the movies, Qui Gon Jinn probably my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. I fucking love Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, dude is so dope. Me too. Me too. Uh, he's got such <clears> a fucking great presence. He's like what you would want a Jedi to be. Totally. Oh, I've got my favorite um, Empire scene. I settled. Okay. Okay. Go. It's the go meeting ahead. Yoda scene, I think, uh, mm. because that mm. that that's such a thing that's in the DNA of Star Wars is having a really charming puppet character, um, and and mm-hmm. that scene is so fucking well executed with the way that Mark Hamill interacts with Yoda, and of course Yoda's such a like miracle of of puppetry and and voice performance and everything, uh, and and mm-hmm. I love me some fucking Yoda acting silly in that movie. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah like i i love like yoda crouched over going through luke's fucking lunchbox or whatever i think it's so fucking funny uh and and then the, eating his little sausages yeah and then of course what that leads to with his training with luke is incredible so just like the introduction of that character and the meeting of those two uh and then seeing that bit behind the scenes in last jedi where mark hamill gets uh emotional that he sees yoda again is really beautiful uh so yeah that carries a lot of a lot of love for me Dude, yeah, that scene because that whole scene more or less caps off with, um, with you know, uh, I'm not afraid. You will. No! Be. Like, oh shit! That's awesome. Because like you look at the start of that scene and you're just like, get, I'm gonna eat your little sausages. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good deal. And then, but then at the end of that scene, he's like, you better fucking listen up because it's gonna be some crazy shit. <laughs> that's so awesome and that's awesome yeah that's an awesome like just that's why star that, wars that is awesome is because it's silly shit that gets Fuck real yeah. serious it's really cool yeah i so that's that is probably it but a uh, so cl- close runner-up in a similar fashion is, of course is when he lifts the x-wing out of the water yeah, yeah, yeah. and luke's like i i don't believe it and he's like yeah that's why that is why you fail stupid damn idiot. that's so awesome. good like <laughs> fuck because like that's also just like that's just where the scene ends yeah. and that's that movie's whole whole thing is that each scene it's really kind of reminiscent i think of uh stage play because each scene i feel like is just capped off with like a nice little Ooh, shit, oh shit yeah. i cannot wait to come oh, back yeah. to that yeah and the thing is they have he's got ah damn that movie is so good it's so good (laughs) they've got two not one but two maybe even two and a half super interesting super fun plots going on of course they've got the whole crew the falcon crew and then luke yeah and then a little bit of darth vader and the darth vader stuff is constantly like shit this dude is this dude is menacing yeah 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 and the han and leia stuff the whole falcon crew stuff super fun you get that you get that romance yeah. in there star wars romance dude romance is so crucial yeah. <laughs> to star wars are you kidding me um uh here's my hot take the red for um the last jedi logo of course was marketed and people immediately turned to oh yeah it's red because it's dark and it's evil and it's like 
oh man, it's so cool because it's red. Nah, red because it's a romance film. Oh, God you damn. think so? Luke that's and a, that's Ky- a cool oh, take. not Luke, but Ray, Ray and Ray and Kylo. Um, fuck yeah, romance. It belongs in Star Wars. Oh, one hundred percent. Spider-Man um, so as yeah, well. X-Men we talked thing. about that. Spider-Man's such a romantic character. Romance oh, totally. is so crucial to totally. a lot of the things that we love, which I think is cool and interesting. Hell yeah. No, I would certainly say uh, love and all those sort of similar things that go go along with that sort of theme yeah. are definitely definitely in the wheelhouse of ideas and stuff I like to explore. You will be. Um, you will be. <laughs> oof. Oof. Uh, but then, of course, like everything about Bespin... Yeah. fucking wonderful luke reaching out to leia awesome they have them having that like connect oh fuck good yeah <laughs> um of course the ending <laughs> the ending great i will say probably my uh, the scene that sticks out in my head is like when i was younger being like fuck <laughs> is actually um when luke's in the wampus cave oh. and he's hanging upside down and he's like i gotta get my lightsaber Ooh, gotta use the force to grab my lightsaber and it doesn't work and then ah bam he gets it takes that fucker's arm off a bit bit extreme if you ask me luke but it's fine i guess uh and then he tumbles out of there but i remember thinking uh as a kid i was just like oh fuck like you can do that like with the force yeah 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 because that's the first moment in that movie and especially if you're coming off of just a new hope you kind of you're not there just yet but having just seen the original the force is so ambiguous yeah, yeah, yeah. really in that it's it really is not the the superpower i think that it is totally in just the rest of star wars because empire it's less it of a physical that force in that mythology. it's more of like a spiritual force uh, no of course yeah. of course and so when that movie starts and it's like oh well, yeah well of course you can use the force to move objects with your fucking mind yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like oh That's shit fuck yeah and so <laughs> I just remember thinking that was the coolest thing. And also because then it's like, oh man, Luke, he's getting stronger with the yeah. force, man. Just the perfect little way to show That's that. so cool. Star Wars is awesome. The way, so good. The way that Yoda scene that I was talking about, just I, I was thinking about the fucking sequels. And we, we've, we've had so many conversations about The Last Jedi. It's ridiculous. And the fucking scene between mm-hmm. Luke and him and, and The Last Jedi where where you know he kind of states the mission statement of the movie, which is that like uh, they are what... Uh, like what is it we are what they grow beyond um like failure is mm-hmm. the greatest teacher and all that shit and like that scene is so incredible and so fucking awesome and it's such a fucking great summation of what that movie's about and it's so beautiful and fucking great and then luke eventually and also the fucking x-wing in rise of skywalker is so fucking awesome that's <laughs> nice. so cool i would say like you you said summation of that movie but also just like a a real summation of star wars the especially like the first six yeah, of yeah. it is like you have luke who at the end of the day has to fucking just pick up where his dad fucking left because he dropped the ball yeah. hard and so he like anakin's legacy is the fact that luke goes beyond what he was able to accomplish. yeah right the the next generation and of course that whole movie is about handed over to these kids like every jedi right? kind of got falls luke short there. in some way and then and then has exactly. to pass on to the next generation yeah 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 and then and then there was a lot and then there was still a lot of original trilogy stuff in the rise of skywalker yes. but <laughs> but that's because it was kind of pinned down as it has to be a conclusion to all nine yeah. movies and that's kind of a thing that the internet made up itself yeah. 
so it's really our own fault. We all, we all, like, we really love all of Star Wars here. I think we have an interesting kind of relationship yeah. with Rise of Skywalker, where it's like, there's some like weird mm-hmm. stuff about that movie, and I think it's like it's all so behind the scenes shit that like, because I think if you were if you didn't know anything about the development of that last movie, and then you just went into it having just watched all the last ones, I think you'd be really confused. Mm-hmm about why it plays out the way that it does um and uh but if like most people know like the reaction to last jedi and all that shit and um and it's 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 strange but overall like i, I still like it because it's star wars but <laughs> uh amen yeah. well, amen and I, th- and I think that's i think that's a perfect point to leave it interlude here a format established mm-hmm. by our own griffin sheridan in the first episode and i love doing that that uh the song that you were just hearing uh is try by mags uh which just recently came out uh, and i fucking love that song uh and griffin what can where can they find out about it yeah so folks uh when we were recording the first episode i wasn't really sure where we were going to end up on using the music in the show uh, so I didn't just totally forgot to talk about it mostly. Um, I wanted to say that first off last episode's musical interlude, that was, um, hello, cruel world by Dent May, who is fantastic. Um, and Hey, where can you find those songs? Well, actually, if you go in the show notes in the description for this episode, there will be a link for those songs, yep. uh, on Spotify. Um, what else will be in the description? Oh, also a link to the official Supple Boy Jams playlist, which is, which is going to be all the songs that we have here on the show as musical interludes or otherwise. Um, and so check that out if you want to get more of those songs. Um, and also wanted to mention that, uh, those lo-fi beats, those chill lo-fi beats to open and close your podcast to, (laughs) um, is, I can't remember if I told this one on on the first episode, but I'm going to say it again. Went into Spotify, typed in the word supple on Spotify. Uh, it turns out there's an artist called Supple, and they make chill lo-fi beats like that. And they had a track on one of their albums, I think the only album they have on there, called Theme of Supple. And I was like, well, fucking A, this is just perfect. <laughs> this is definitely... <laughs> this is literally exactly what I was looking for, and it has the word supple in the title. So, opening and closing each of our episodes is Theme of Supple by Supple. Oh, Link in the description, in the playlist. The Supplesaurus will take care of this for us, and he will tweet, tweet out um, some links on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, big thanks to the well. Supplesaurus for running our social media stuff Thank and you, getting our site up uh, and just kind of 
managing things, making sure we don't sound like shit. Uh, that's that's. I love his hat. I love I, I love, love his, his hat. hat. It's very youthful and it, like it. Yeah, it he's, looks he's got he's got such a good look on everything. Yeah. He told me to read more comics the other day, and I was like, "You're fucking right. I, know. I should." I know. Um, well, he um, told me to be dope and like what I like, and I was like, "I'm with you, Supplesaurus." <laughs> um, <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so now we're in the section of the show where we do supple suggestions. We're telling you, oh, it's supple suggestions. We're telling you what the supple boys have been enjoying this week, uh, and uh, and and letting you know what you should check out. Uh, the supple folks. That uh, musical interlude actually ties perfectly right into my first suggestion. Griffin had a musical suggestion last week, and I was like, I want to do that. Uh, so. This, uh, the interlude was, was like I said, Try by Mags. Uh, Mags is a really incredible, incredible, uh, fairly small uh, band uh, and, and kind of artist. Like, it's kind of self-named. Um, the artist name is like m.a.g.s. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. his first album was just titled Mags, uh, and it came out in 2017. And that album was like, was like the fucking soundtrack of of my last year um i was like so mm-hmm. obsessed with it and i couldn't believe like how much i felt like it was like music made for my taste like it's so nice perfect for me um and i every song on that that mags album i think is just phenomenal uh and uh and he just recently just like a few weeks ago uh put out a new ep called the lost tapes uh, and that musical interlude try was one of the songs, the first song off of the, that EP. Uh, and my God, I please just go rack up his listens on Spotify. Cause I, I just cannot express how much I love this guy and his band and, and the, their, their songs, because I, I listen to it just constantly. Uh, and I'm really, I'm really hoping you oh, guys yeah. go check it out and love it. Uh, Griffin, I think you'd probably really like it. Uh, it's 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 rock, and Fuck some yeah. of it goes kind of like it's like rock in quotations because some of it goes kind of hard, but a lot of it's kind of chill. Um, and they're just really incredibly catchy, really great kind of garage bandy kind of sounding song. Mm. Just fucking awesome. I can't. It's so good. <laughs> that is that is a quality that I find across the board in my music taste is that for me to really get into something, uh, I. I'm mostly looking for melody. I'm looking for I'm looking for the catchiest thing I've ever yeah. fucking heard in my life. I love those little tricks yeah. <laughs> that they play on my brain. I would, rec- to make I would like recommend if you I love if, it. Since you guys have heard try, uh, I and uh, and you and and like if you move into any of the other music, I would say listen to Demon or Lightheaded. I think that those are my two favorite songs by him. Uh, and they're very they're very catchy and uh, fan fucking fantastic. Go listen, uh, Griffin. Hell do you yeah! Have a I will most certainly. Yeah, I'm gonna check that awesome. out. Right after the show. Awesome. My nightly routine. Listen to Demon. Listen. I think you'll like Demon. Dope. I'm gonna write it down. Okay, um, this week, folks. Remember when we were talking about Star Wars? I'm gonna talk to. I'm gonna talk about Star Wars a little bit more in the fact that I am suggesting. Uh, this George Lucas biography yeah. that I've been reading—that um, I because just the way that I work, I pick up a book, I start reading a book, I get about halfway through the book, find another book, begin reading that right. book. I'm such a piece of I shit. I do that too. It happens all yeah. the fucking time, and so I've been reading this George Lucas biography on and off for a couple of years. It's not even that long, 
it's the worst part about it is that I'm so close. I've always been so close to being done with it, but goddamn, yeah. more books. Yeah. Um, but this George Lucas biography, George Lucas, A Life by Brian J. Jones, is not only just like all-encompassing in terms of Lucas's work and his contributions to the film industry and the artistic industry, the art community, artists Fucking of the world. I don't think the dude... Yeah. Dude, he yeah, he, I don't think the man gets enough credit for what exactly he did. Yeah, right. <laughs> to to art, particularly film, of course. Um, and he totally, totally just changed the game. I'm not even talking like in the fact that Star Wars is more or less. You know, we talk about Jaws in the same sort of sense too. But like one of the first is like blockbusters. But of course, Star Wars I feel like is more or less like the first modern blockbuster franchise that we know that you know we now are very intimately yeah. aware mm-hmm. of right these tentpole movies um and so not only in the sense of that but like just the 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 boundaries he's pushed in terms of special effects and a lot of the technical sides of film of course mm-hmm. and like the dude created digital filmmaking yeah. pretty much like he pioneered all of it the technology and the techniques and everything it's it's in a whole bunch of stuff before the prequels, but of course the prequels are like the showcase for all this shit that's basically going to be how we made movies, continue to make movies for the next 20 years after those totally. movies come out. Without the prequels, there's no Avengers, there's no Endgame, none of that shit exists without all this technology yeah. that George Lucas helped bring into the light. Yeah. Um, and so on top of all of that, you also get, I think, a super, super close look at who this dude is. Right as a person because i think he's he's a personality that a lot of people of course like to attack is the author um, like just but, like a biographer generally or did he have a relationship with Lucas? yeah no he he's just a sort of general biographer um but i think you can especially like you were saying earlier in the show you and i are pretty empathetic people yeah. and so i think if 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 you sort of feel that way i think it's easy to read this and f- like get into his sort of mindset and feel cool feel those sort of feelings that he had because you know he's sort of more or less his whole life has had people kind of be like sort of a little bit dismissive of him yeah um but uh because of course it was super difficult for him to get all of his movies made and then they're all great (laughs) and then the dude comes back makes three more movies and people shit on him until he just sells it and retires more or less which is fucked yeah 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 (laughs) but um now he's just so tired no, this, he's just so tired <laughs> I, poor dude uh but it's just super super interesting look especially because it's also all paralleled with all these big sort of moments in film history the film brats of uh, the film school brats and everything like that right. and having that that you know that's all taking place in the 60s uh, late 60s early 70s and all that stuff and it's just super super interesting to ha- to read about these uh, these people that are living in this time of radical social change and everything like that, and their whole sort of mindset that has been really inspiring to me was just like they were just like fuck, we're making movies. That's yeah, all yeah, we yeah. want to do. And so my favorite stuff in it is is in the earlier half of the book when they're talking about how Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola like just went and like bought a fucking house uh, in Northern California, which you know damn i know i wish i could I know. do that but you know so so it's a different life obviously but they bought this house in uh northern california started american zoetrope um francis ford coppola's right. uh, production company 
and literally like it was just like a frat house but with all these artists just making the shit that they wanted to make and like just flying by the seat of their pants and making exactly no and making these studio deals just like oh shit we have no money and then francis ford coppola would go out and just wow the fuck out of the warner brothers people yeah and then he'd come back and be like all right it's cool guys i got it's like a seven picture deal george you make this one you make this one i'll make this one and let's go buy a house like particularly for me (laughs) no exactly dude it's every time i when i was reading those chapters i would open that book and be like oh fuck yeah and i would close it and be like all right that's it i'm giving up everything and committing to my artistry and me and ethan are gonna yeah move into a super dope house (laughs) in in fucking colorado or something and it's gonna be dope which by the way one day we totally should that sounds awesome i know <laughs> that does so cool <laughs> so just for the sheer fact that not only was it uh his whole his whole artistic life was inspiring to me but also because i think again not enough people realize george lucas he's more than star wars he's super important yeah. i think uh in the grand scheme of things and i think eventually people will realize that totally absolutely uh that's awesome i love that i what was it called again yeah, it's George Lucas, A Life by Brian J. Jones. Damn, I really, I, I'm interested in that. I want to go check that out. I love George Lucas. It is I, awesome. I love, I love the documentaries on Star Wars and just, I like fucking Empire of Dreams is so good and just watching Lucas yeah. just work through all of that and shit. And you, when you watch like some of his interviews where he's like, it was just the fucking horse. <laughs> it was so hard. And like, and so like reading, reading his stuff like you know when they are going to make star wars and of course everything gets fucked yeah. uh in the desert and everything like that and everyone's crying and like <laughs> upset and stuff and and george is having a tense time with his wife it's just like super interesting yeah. just to read as like damn uh, on a human definitely level. he's a fascinating man with a fascinating story that's awesome great suggestion uh everybody check that out Thanks. i don't know about you i have one more quick suggestion uh, okay okay i uh, i'll probably have a comic suggestion every week because we love comic books and we're trying to make them uh mm-hmm. and listen uh they, for a good long while there haven't really been comics coming out comic shops have kind of not had shipments coming in i believe this next wednesday there's ship shit coming in which is really awesome and exciting uh but during that time uh they've kind of been trying to get stuff out putting out some digital stuff uh, and DC started a new imprint on Comixology uh, called DC Digital mm. First. Uh, and uh, they drop like kind of just a bunch of like kind of scattershot stuff on there. Um, at first, it was mainly, you know, how DC uh, had those books coming out exclusively in Walmart for a while. Uh, well, they weren't shipping those to Walmart, I don't think, because of all this. And so they, uh, they, they then uh, started kind of just dropping those stories that they had for the Walmart books onto DC Digital first. And uh, mm-hmm. because th- those uh, didn't super interest me uh, most of the time, I wasn't, I wasn't checking it out. But then I, I went back in and checked in again. And they have some stuff dropping on DC Digital first that is like really worth checking out. Um, mainly by uh, one of my favorite comics writers, uh, Mark Russell, uh, who people might know Mm -hmm. from uh, the inexplicably fantastic, like inexplicably a masterpiece Flintstones book from a couple of years ago. Like (laughs) ridiculous how good that book is. Like even just because it's a Flintstones book. Um, But he also wrote the recent Wonder Twins series, which was also fantastic. Um, 
uh, Second Coming is an incredible book that he wrote uh, about Jesus coming back to a modern day superhero world. Uh, and then along the same religious line, he wrote a book called God is Disappointed in You uh, that I love so much. And I think it's okay. fantastic. It's an incredible book. Uh, he, for some reason, is doing like a ton of these DC Digital firsts. Like I couldn't believe he's he's uh, there's already two issues dropped as of now of Batman Gotham Knights. And he wrote both of those. And they're both just standalone single issue stories available on Comixology nice. for like 89 cents a pop. Um, and they are fantastic. They look fantastic. And he's also writing a Swamp Thing book, uh, and uh, for DC Digital first that I'm I'm about to start. Um, and everything he does is great. Uh, so make sure you jump on Comicsology. Grab some 89 cent copies of great Mark Russell comics. Crazy. Come uh, on. What? Yeah, really, really awesome. 89 cents. I know, I know. And uh, so that's that's fantastic. Make sure you guys check that out uh griffin reed god is disappointed in you it's great <laughs> oh my god hell yeah so uh if you listened to our our other show uh that we don't do as frequently now spider-man rewind we would often talk about uh the, the fact that we being huge fucking nerds uh and uh mm-hmm. obsessives about spider-man movies uh we took Mm-hmm. the the uh, a couple of the less critically acclaimed spider-man movies and set out to fix them uh and uh i took spider-man 3 and griffin took the amazing spider-man uh and did mm-hmm. uh new edits of those movies we cut the movies ourselves uh in an attempt to to kind of fix them and like they're like pretty drastically different versions of those movies like it's kind of yeah, crazy uh, and we put like a shit ton of work into them and they're like passion projects uh, and we're really proud of them. And we've talked about it a lot about hopefully uh, getting listeners of our shows to see them just because, we, you know, it's like, let's fucking show them to people. And we've had some people say that they want to see them. We got a tweet actually today uh, from Nain in parentheses, Nigel Wooten, uh, our, our, our big fan mm-hmm. uh, who we met at C2E2. He's an awesome dude. And he tweeted to us uh, because, you know, it was just announced yesterday that the Snyder Cut's finally coming. Uh, and mm-hmm. he said, so we're finally getting the Snyder Cut. Big frickin' whoop. Wake me up when the Supple Boys, a.k.a. Ethan and Griffin, release any of their Spider-Man fan edits. Hashtag release the Supple Boys cuts. Hashtag I can pay with blood. Hashtag the only thing worth waiting for. Well, first of all, I think I can, oh, I can safely say I need his blood. But also... <laughs> I need his blood. <laughs> i need his um but also uh listen we want to get them out to you i think we know how we're gonna do it and i think i think we have a date for when we're gonna do it (laughs) Uh, and it's a pretty big deal we're very excited for people to see these and give us some feedback and uh in the style of Zack snyder we're gonna we're just gonna fucking drop these uh on uh, monday june 1st how does that sound you guys want to watch these spider-man movies as done by the supple boys Oof! i know i do oh, fuck yeah. i'm really excited for people to see them man <laughs> uh so yeah Mon- yeah no i'm super excited that we're gonna we're it's happening it's done i think we're i, I was i, think we I came into little- this recording and i was like ethan i'm putting this out tonight <laughs> and ethan was like no no, no 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 just wait let's just wait one second one second and i was like ah I fuck okay I, I have to do a little bit more just finishing touches on my three because my frame rate got fucked and stuff but uh yeah no i'm so excited to drop them i think we should put little uh little clip teases out on our social medias of them 
Uh, yeah. uh, I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, and uh, keep an eye on that. You can see little bits of what we've done to, to the movies. Uh, and then Monday, June 1st, uh, they're going to drop. And we'll have to we'll have to figure out some kind of watch party thing. Maybe we can get on one of those apps where you do a watch oh, party. That'd be awesome. That would be fucking cool. Get, get so some of those I have, folks Well, I there. have a complex because, uh, you know, I have... This whole ordeal started with my cut of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Right. So I have an Amazing Spider-Man 2 cut. Yes. Um, and... I more or less have an Amazing Spider-Man 1 cut. And I have this cut of them stitched together into the (laughs) three-hour and 22-minute epic that it's supposed to be. So I'd like to know from the folks, which one do you want? Which one are we putting in there? Are we putting the... What do you think, Ethan? Are we putting the three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour-long super film? I think the three-and-a-half-hour super film, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Okay. So now, so now you kind of know what a part of what Griffin's done with his, and just so that everybody knows, my cut of Spider-Man three. Listen, Sandman didn't kill Uncle Ben. That's 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 a that's one of the biggest twists of my version of Spider-Man three. Uh, so that's that's pretty exciting. I hope people are are into that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I would love to get a watch party together. That would be fun. So hit us up if you're interested in doing a, a little watch party. I think that would be cool. Um, yeah. That is that the show? I think that's the show. I think that's the show. Uh, so what, what all do we say at the end of the show? Let's see. You can uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Tales to Astonish. That's right. I grabbed it. Mm-hmm. Griffin is at Griff Sheridan. <laughs> uh, the uh, the sh- uh, Twitter for the show is at Supple Boys, spelled B O I Z, of course, and that is of course run by mm-hmm. the Supplesaurus himself. Uh, he's managing our social medias. Thank you, Supplesaurus. Uh, and, uh, you can, uh, find the show at suppleboys.com, uh, that we, uh, we managed to snag that domain. Um, that is, uh, of course, also suppleboiz.com. If you go to just suppleboys.com, I don't know what you're going to find. I did not consider that. But, all right. Ah, see, I was going to say, all right, well, I'll check it out, but then I considered what it might be, and I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Not. <laughs> I don't want to see any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just make sure you spell it right, and everything's gonna be fine. Uh, uh, you can send. <laughs> do we have an email set up? We have an email set up, right? Yeah, suppleboys at gmail.com. Oh, fuck yeah! Send us an email. Uh, and just yeah, let us know if you're hype. So as of as of now, just download. Tell your friends. Uh, get hype for our cuts of the Spider-Man movies. If you're as fucking dorky as we are. Uh, and uh, thank you all supple folks so much for listening Uh, and uh, Griffin any final thoughts web stands for life yeah web stands for life dude I'm so (laughs) mark web stands alright thank you guys Uh, and uh, listen we'll see you next week goodbye everybody supple boys was recorded in front of a live studio audience 